It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man. Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. That right there is a logical fallacy. First podcast of the new yes. year. Andre and I are in the basement. Everybody else is still on vacation, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bother to tell me. Yeah. Uh, how were your holidays, Andre? Always good. Yeah. Always good. Lots of traveling. Lots of traveling. Yes. Lots and traveling. listening to lots of road music. Road music. Yes. A lot uh, of America. Do you have? A, did you have? Yeah. A, <laughs> <laughs> did you have a Christmas mix? Or. You know, a holiday yeah. mix? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the classics. Okay. You know, we do a lot of Bing Crosby. Nice. My mom throws on Kenny G. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Any uh, Darlene Love? The uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home? No, that, no, that, no. A, it's Christmas time. It's a, no. the one from Gremlins. <laughs> oh, the Gremlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, we just watched the uh, first uh, 20 Feet from Stardom about backup singers. Amazing oh, wow. documentary. Yeah, I'll amazing. check that out. Yeah. Um, so, and you got... It's not a new toy, I think, because I've got that. But it's yeah. the Moog on the iPad. Exactly. Uh, Andre wild. might lay down some beats or something. Beats may forward. come at us sporadically from this machine. Yep. 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 <laughs> if you survived our last podcast, we barely did. Yeah. Uh, so those are year in podcasts. We threatened to be back in three weeks. We're going to be back sooner. So going forward in 2014, uh, stuff is starting to ramp up pretty quick uh, right out of the gate. I know this month we have... What we'll be doing today is uh, Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks' new album of nice. Pavement Fame. Uh, Sharon Jones has a new album out. Nice. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's going to be having an Jeez. album out. Hospitality, my favorite. Oh wow! So Paul and I, yeah, Paul and I can have a uh, wrangle. It's been a while for them, hasn't it? It's been a year. Was it? I mean, a while. Two years, I think. Now. Oh, has it been two yeah. years? I think it was. Shit. I don't know. If you remember, anyway. I I really liked that album. Paul really did not like yes. that album. So. You had a man crush on Hospitality? I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> did a nice interview with Amber. Remember That's right. Yeah, nice. It's actually one of our first interviews. That so. was. Uh, oh, it's exciting. Yeah, so all that's happening. There's going to be some more in the pipe. Uh, you know, rumors now, Chance of the Rapper album. Um, what? And, another yeah, album Another already? album uh, coming. Oh, wow. Um, in the... And some surprises already. Uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. You know, he's, he's worked with Gorillaz. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. He just dropped an album like, oh, wow. last week. I oh, think. wow. Yeah, and it was just, like unannounced. So that's, you know, Beyonce didn't set that precedent, but that's the new thing to do. Is just, okay, like, just out of just nowhere. Get your album out and yeah. get it going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. Uh, so there's only us here, so uh, I think we're going to get right to it. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Stephen Malcolmson, the Jicks' new album. Which is called because I'm bad. Just wig out jag bags. The first, uh, we're going to talk about some news. Bye bye, love 
Right, that is more, most likely one of the most recognizable uh, songs of rock and roll period. It is one of the most recognizable voices. Uh, I am speaking of the Everly Brothers. Uh, and on the third of this month, uh, half of that duo uh, passed on. Um, major loss to the music world. Um, Phil Everly, uh, at age 75, um, he had... Uh, emphysema like spending his whole life and you know, finally like succumbed to that uh, the outpouring of just uh, I guess recognition and everything they've, they've always been recognized as giants in the industry even when they even they weren't giants uh, but the outpouring of that has been like tremendous um, there if you don't know who the Everly brothers are which is possible uh, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is a pair of brothers uh, born in the 30s um, really came into prominence in the 50s uh, or late 50s uh, started off sort of as a family band uh, as the Everly family and then quickly like broke out uh, and into a time when uh, the I guess the, the hit machine like the bang factory and stuff sure, that, sure. that came a little later but it's the modern country music model of like songwriters providing people with songs like yeah. the hook with them was that uh, they harmonies that they got were perfect yeah, yeah. There is no, there's no better sound in rock and roll, and there's no song, no sound that anybody has tried to emulate more. Yeah, yeah. Like well, they, they developed a new, not, yeah. I wouldn't say new, a unique harmony sound. Yeah, yeah. They they most definitely did. Um, songs like, they didn't sing octaves of each other, which no. I think what most what most bands do. And I think it's the tendency, it's a natural tendency to want to sing the octave of the other person. Mm -hmm. I think they sing like thirds of each other. They do. They do. Thirds or fifths off of each other. So that at, that each singer, mm -hmm. almost, if you removed one of them, or you listen to them individually, yeah. they're almost individual melody lines. Yep. yep. That when Absolutely. you put them together... Absolutely. They create this and, and unique it's, melody, it's which is fucking hard to do. Yeah, it's really hard to ask do. Any singer, and, that, and that's why that's why singers are like in, in just revere these guys. Oh yeah, uh, the fact that they're brothers makes it a lot easier. And you know, genetically, like they're sort of predisposed to this. Uh, they also happen to be like great songwriters and great musicians. Mm -hmm. um, so oh, no doubt. it was like a triple threat. So through the fifties, they had a string of hits. They were writing. Uh, and they were uh, singing on them, um, like "Wake Up, Little Susie." All I have to do is dream. Yeah. Um, and uh, played a lot with Buddy Holly. Uh, in fact, yeah, that's, so basically the, the beginnings of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. That they, time, they they were the beginnings were, of rock. Yeah. And people, so people coming in making the rock and roll uh, were looking back towards them, and mm -hmm. at the time, like there just wasn't a name for it. Yeah, but they really were like pioneers in the field. Yeah. Uh, like Phil Everly was actually a pallbearer at Buddy Holly's funeral. Oh wow! Um, and they were so close, like Don could not—he just couldn't handle it. Yeah, like, this is um, these were like you know dyed in the cloth uh, hardcore musicians. Um, after the fifties, uh, they signed with Warner Brothers and uh, looking for greater success. And, and the sixties sort of rolled on and started to get a little weirder. Um, well, your mu music in general was, I guess, yeah. popular music. Uh, popular you were hearing music was changing. Yeah, um, 
basically, though, Warner Brothers didn't necessarily know what to do with them. Um, and they had a couple, like, infightings uh, with their management and stuff and were sort of shut down. Okay. And this is where their story gets really interesting because as songwriters, they actually could not sing their own songs. Mm. So you had these guys who were responsible for a lot of this. Like, the, it's been said there would be no Beatles without the Everly Brothers. And if you okay, listen yeah. to an Everly Brothers song and then listen to uh, Please Please Me, which is actually written, okay, sure. like, based to be an Everly Brothers song, uh, you, you can see that that's pretty much true. Uh, yeah. they, they sort of shine the light and did the path. So rather than having this, like, staggering amount of work come out during that time, they were sort of, like, weaving in and out of the music industry and would continue to do that, uh, I think, through the rest of their career. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they were both uh, much like, like jazz musicians, old school musicians. They both had uh, speed problems, both addicted okay, to yeah. Ritalin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing because you don't think of people like uh, that yeah. being... Uh, having problems like that, sure, but sure. you know they're musicians, and that's always been the case. Yeah, um, they weathered through a good portion of, you know, yeah, what we would categorize as rock music history. Absolutely, you know, yeah, and that's what I was saying. Is they, <laughs> I mean, the forties? Did they start in the forties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and you know, and they you know grew up around like Cash. Yeah. yeah. You know, country, rock and roll, everything. They well, they were, were this there. kind of bridging of you mm-hmm. know. Absolutely, absolutely. They brought the uh, the country elements, you know, in fact, into uh, a pop rock a song um, element. A song before we get out of the '60s with them, uh, to give you an idea of, of how sort of ingrained they were. You know, you think of Bye Bye Love, you think of like I like guess the goody goody '50s and stuff, sure. and then you don't think of uh, songs like or songwriters like Merle Haggard in that. Yeah. But I want to play a version. This is off their uh, 1968 album, Roots. It was actually released the same year that Merle Haggard released his version of it, which he wrote. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Mama Tried. The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride. On a freight train leaving town Not knowing where I'm bound And no one could change my mind But Mama tried One and only rebel child From a family meek and mild My mama seemed to know what lay in store In spite of all my Sunday learning Towards the bad I kept returning Till Mama couldn't hold me and I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But Mama tried, Mama tried Mama tried to raise me better But her pleading I denied That leaves only me to blame Cause Mama tried Yeah, so, the, you know, that's uh, obviously a Merle Haggard song, uh, made famous, sure. more famous by the dead, yeah. um, but made uh, before, I think Simon and Garfunkel were kicking around, but, they, you know, they were definitely basing their performances on what the Everly Brothers were doing. Yeah, yeah. And what they were doing was, like, effortless. And that uh, particular album has, um, it's also considered, I think, one of the first, like, country rock albums, um, because there's some really uh, deep stuff on it, like Flying Burrito Brothers. Oh, okay, yeah. stuff. 
that you can tell like Grand Parsons is pulling from, and then yeah. the whole California scene. Oh, sure, really, sure. Really, like you know, and this is just because these guys have been in the industry so long. They're like, well, we're bored, and we yeah. we're awesome, and we can do this. Yeah. Um, but regardless uh, of that, they never uh, really had the fame that they had in the 50s. Uh, and in 1973, they had a huge falling out um, yeah. and didn't talk to each other for 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, Don uh, played with Emily Lou Harris. I mean, they, they actually played with a lot of similar like artists was, and yeah. the same artists, just not at the same time. Uh, Phil actually penned some songs for <laughs> the Every Which Way But Loose series, Clint Eastwood. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so they stayed working, uh, yeah. but not they sort of behind the They moved into the, the more the industry side of uh, but, music. Yeah. yeah, and what you had, though, was uh, not the golden voice. You had two great Sh- singers, but, sure. you know, complimenting other people. Um, finally, but their thing was singing together. Yeah. It's yep, like... Their thing yeah. is singing together. Uh, finally, in 1983... Um, they got back together. There was okay, a reunion yeah. concert sure. uh, at Royal Albert Hall. Um, and I think in 1986, they were uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, and they were one of the first people inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Yeah. Their career never really picked up off of that. There were a few albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, to this day, they remain revered. Like, if you listen to, like, They Had Mama Tried or yeah. Sam while I was playing... You know, that's the template for every modern, like, what people call bluegrass now. Oh, sure, sure. Like, and this or stuff, modern folk music. Modern even. folk music yeah. and stuff. You know, you can so. hear people like Old Crow Medicine Show trying to do that. You oh, sure. Hear, uh, Punch Brothers, to some extent, you know, um, yeah. with their harmonies. They're doing them five ways, though. Yeah. And they're still not getting quite, quite, quite what yeah. they're um, You know, so the... His influence is going to be felt, like, for decades to come. Uh, and, like, one of the things he did there that I think we're going to stop talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, uh, and he re- most recently, uh, Nor Jones and what's his name from uh, Green oh, Day? Oh, yeah. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Yeah. yeah. Did a, Billy Joe Armstrong did a album. Oh, they did a, yeah, they did a folk album, right? Uh, called Foreverly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Based on uh, is it all Everly Brothers covers? Oh, yeah, yeah, and oh, it's, well. it's based on the first album that they had, or one of the first album. Okay, uh, songs my father taught me, uh, songs our daddy taught us. Uh, we aren't going to hear that, but we are going to hear a version. Um, the song "Why Worry" off of Dire Straits' uh, Brothers in Arms album. Martin Offler actually wrote f- with the Everly Brothers in mind. They recorded it two years later. Oh wow. Um, and this is a live performance of that.
That is uh, Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks yep. uh, laying down some philosophy. <laughs> you aren't <laughs> Always, once right? you aren't. Uh, Stephen like Malkmus. standard protocol. It is. Stephen yeah. Malkmus of Pavement fame. Uh, Pavement broke up in uh, 1999, yeah. and pretty immediately uh, he formed the Jicks. Uh, well, he's now put more albums out with the Jicks than he did with Pavement. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think this um, is the... The one that broke that that line to to varying results, which yeah. we'll get into. Um, there is if if you are an indie rock fan, it's just sort of a supposition that you are a fan of Pavement, and then by yeah. proxy, a fan of Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks. That's not always true yeah. in some cases. Um, I know Paul is. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't be here. Yeah. Um, well, I know he's a big Pavement fan. Well, he's a bit, very is big. He a Pavement big uh, Stephen Stephen Malkmus fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it's all um, which is something I want to talk about with yeah. this album. Uh, this is uh, the second past the exit of uh, Janet Weiss, who is Sleater Kinney and Wild Flag. Oh, okay. I uh, used to be drumming. It's a slightly rotating uh, lineup, but not not too terribly rotating. Yeah. Uh, at one point, like they were opening for Radiohead. They opened for Radiohead here. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, on oh, the well. uh, on the uh, Hail to the Thief tour. Oh wow! Uh, Tom York is a huge fan. Um, 
I think one thing that's been consistent in Stephen Malcolm's output synth pavement is that it consistently sounds like more pavement. Well, of course. Um, so <laughs> if that's your thing, then this, this is even this is gonna, starting to sound more. This is going to be yeah. the album for you. Um, you know, as um, someone who like likes uh, to hear some stuff that's a little more new, your bands change sure, it up. Sure. I mean, there's there's comfort food, and and this is. Um, like mid nineties, like indie comfort food. I guess would be the best way to do sure, it. I mean, this sure. is this is stuff that you grew up on. I think Andre. Yeah, more yeah, than yeah. I did. No, this was kind of in the <clears> prime, <throat> you know, the primal years of you know my youth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's you know, there's not really, I, I guess, a, a need to change that much, and yeah. so, so he doesn't. He's pretty stay. He stayed a pretty steady line. Uh, yeah, <laughs> since yeah. the nineties. Uh, I think everything else has changed around him. Yeah, which is what's what's interesting actually to now listen to it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I was reading some other stuff about it that, you know, that he hasn't really changed, and that now this sounds more normal because everything <laughs> around it has changed so much. Has it changed to fit it, or it fits more? I think everything around it fits more with this now, so it actually doesn't sound very into a yeah, yeah. singularity. <laughs> uh. No, I think there's a little bit of that, like when when pay, I think when pavement came out it was kind of obscure and jangly sure, sure, and sure. angular and obtuse and it had weird lyrics mm-hmm. and it was kind of all over the place and it wasn't it didn't really fit into anything and um and so it really stood out mm-hmm. where now this doesn't really you know the landscape this has stayed yeah. the same but the landscape has changed around it because people were so influenced by that yeah so people replicated it so not now this Sort of not style, but it's it's more commonplace. Mm-hmm. And, so and actually, that doesn't sound very yeah. And nice, I, which is interesting. actually, I want to talk about that. Uh, I want to hear a song uh, first off. This, uh, this it's called Rumble Dream. It sort of addresses like their place. In this. Come and join us in this punk rock tomb. Come slam dancing with some ancient dudes. We are returning, returning to our roots. No new material, just cowboy boots. Whoa. Can you? Remember the thrill and the rush you're not And the touch come tonight you'll see No one here's changed and no one ever will What generation pumps are we? The Johnny Thunder So that, that's Rumble with the Rainbow. Uh, it's it's some it's an album that largely it spends it does spend a lot of its time being a pavement rehash, which doesn't really like yeah. do anything too much for me. Uh, it is nice to see uh, him at least being 
somewhat self-aware. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely know, self-aware. You know, nothing ever changes and nothing ever will. I mean, that's the main yeah. concept of that song. Uh, it's interesting that he went, uh, or they went on a more Weezer track on that. I mean, that, that okay, sounds, yeah, yeah. sounds, like, that's it could, true, sounds yeah. like it could be a Weezer song. That's true, um, yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah. Um, and then the little freak out at the end, you know, it's like, I think I heard him mention Weezer in an interview Yeah, about this album Yeah, that he was influenced, that he was thinking about like if can and Weezer mm-hmm. went and tried to make like a, an album in Memphis. Yeah, because why like not? That was yeah. Yeah, and we're actually going to play one more song. That <laughs> has, when you listen to some of the songs, song. it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, that I see why, what he was thinking about there. And, and on, you know, on very, uh, and parts of this album that actually conceit works very well mm-hmm. um, I think one of the problems uh, that like uh, I keep going back to it that I've always had with them is that it doesn't get out of that pavement or orbit and you shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't really expect it to no 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 I mean but uh, you know what is this eight albums six albums six or seven yeah, albums six or seven in albums the, in yeah. and I mean this is obviously his jam and his thing yeah it and he's, he's good at it. I mean, <laughs> and he's good at it. But people are buying it, I think, because of the brand. And at that point, yeah. you know, poking fun at your brand is just sort of like, yeah. well, you you got to be doing the whole thing different. Sure. Um, I mean, the first song on the album, uh, shit, what is oh, it? Oh, Planetary Motion or something. Yeah, yeah, Planetary Motion. Yeah. It's just a pavement song. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so you can't like someone in middle age to be like a song like we just heard um be like uh, yeah, you know we're poking yeah. fun on ourselves and then the, what they kick off the album with is exactly what they're talking about yeah like I, i'm not quite sure what he's trying to say what he's going for yeah. here yeah um again it is it is an enjoyable listen if this is your thing yeah they um, have some space rock moments you mm-hmm, know yeah they, yeah they do <laughs> not as many as on uh Real emotional trash. Um, oh, that was okay, like yeah. two albums ago. Yeah. Well, they started to get a little jam- like jammy almost. Yeah. You know, yeah. Long tracks where this is a little more tight, yep. a little more concise. Well, he, they, I guess and they recorded it in Amsterdam, but it's influenced by Berlin. If you oh, read all okay. of the multitudes of press materials. Oh, is that? Yeah. So just, he went to Berlin. Yeah, and the whole album's just about we're, just, we're in Berlin. Didn't. So this is like his David Bowie U two. I think <laughs> didn't, I, all, didn't all those bands do that? Uh, yeah, I I think Did that U two go and make Octung Baby or I, something. I yeah. think I think for him, <laughs> he, he probably would like to equate and would like okay. people to equate that for him. Like okay. the end result is no. <laughs> like, didn't yeah. I mean when when Bowie went, went and there made heroes. and, when, and yeah, yeah. yeah and, and when U two <laughs> went to Berlin to make Octung Baby, yeah, uh, the result was a. Comp- and transformation. Yeah, it was yeah. a reinvention. Yeah, you think about like Rattle and Hum, even which oh, was yeah, yeah. never mind Joshua Tree, like the last sure. product they put out, sure. Rattle and Hum, and the difference between that and Octoon Baby, oh, and it yeah. was like two different bands. Yeah, and it was completely. Oh, for sure. Um, but it does show some promise, I think. On yeah. this, I think the song J Smooth is what he's talking yeah, about with definitely. the horns. So let's hear a little bit of that. Yeah.
And by Jay Smooth, we obviously, obviously meant Chart Junk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's like, like where the fuck is But Jay Smooth is a good song, Jay too. Smooth is a good it, song. May, it may have horns on it, too. I don't yeah. We, we, <clears throat> it's just yeah. the epic. That's, that's really the Memphis Soul one. Yeah. And, you know, listening to that, I'm like, God damn, like, if he'd made that record, then I would really be sitting up and paying attention to this. I'm like, sure. holy shit, like, no, he's right. This did influence him. I mean, oh, whether course, it influences yeah. him makes him go back to, like, Memphis Soul and completely. Like, because that's the last thing you expect from anybody in pavement. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, a whole album of that, like, it might not be good. Yeah, yeah. But at least it's like. It's trying something different. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but the Jay Smooth song is also maybe, if you want to talk about slight steps yeah. outside of their realm of norm, uh, that one do- that one kind of moves away from it as well. Yeah. It's just like a smooth, it's almost like a smooth jazz tra- track, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Smooth yeah. jazz indie yeah. rock, and it was probably the song that was on. It was this. It was the song that Jay Smooth song that was on, which the first time that my wife ever asked me, "Who is this?" Oh, really? She normally doesn't like pavement, yeah, and finds and she, it a little like, too, okay. you know, grating at times. So that's bringing in new fans. And I didn't even know she didn't know who it was. It okay. was just on the stereo, and she's like, "Oh, who is this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's you know Stephen Malkmus." You know, she's yeah. like, "Oh, yeah." So. So there you go. There's your demo, Stephen Malcolm. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Andre's wife. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you can, uh, but make I, her I like it. I'm, I'm saying that as for the whole album, though. It's yeah. consistently a little bit of a more. It's more concise or put together in the sense that you could put the whole album on and, and listen to it. And, and I think in the past, mm-hmm. some of their stuff what didn't maybe have that. As yeah, like, it was almost a little too jagged and obtuse at times for. You know the casual, yeah. the casual listen. No, I, you I, know. <laughs> I completely, I completely agree with that. Though I think, though, uh, in doing that, um, it makes it uh, the album suffers for that. Sure, yeah, because, it's an advantage and limitation because at the same time, it's yeah. it becomes like while more uh, palatable mm-hmm. than stuff, it becomes less interesting. But coming back to what I said before, I didn't know if it became, it seems more palatable because the landscape around it has ah, changed yeah, so yeah, much, yeah, yeah. but it has stayed the same. So is, it, is this sort of like metal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so no, like that's, yeah. I don't know if we had this conversation. Like metal in the yeah. 80s, right? It's, that's Those true. Those motherfuckers were scary. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's if, true. Yeah. If you were like 13 <laughs> and you see like uh, Whitesnake. Yeah. It scared the shit yeah. out of you. <laughs> and by like late 90s, yeah. it was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, It could it, be a little bit of that. all like acclamation. Yeah. Um, like it seems more smooth now. Maybe not that it's changed. It's just that everything around it has changed so much. Well, we're just mm-hmm. used to hearing yeah. music that is very jagged and obtuse and, jank, you know, dissonant and mm-hmm. jangly where before, yeah. you know, we weren't just, we weren't used to that. We were used to the smooth you know, everything being real smooth, yep, you yep. know? So, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just I think, I think too, there's a lot... There's a few songs on here that uh, you can see were influenced by, uh, say, Tame Impala. Like oh, that, okay, not, yeah. not by the band themselves, but by what that's going on, like the zeitgeist sure. of stuff. And sure. just absorbing them. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think... Uh, I don't know, I guess... Where do, where do you stand on this one? I think... <laughs> uh, I think, because, like... 
if you're a fan of Pavement, if you're a fan of yeah. Stephen Malcolm's and Jigs, you're going to buy this. Like, sure. There's no question. And it's going to end up in your top ten, whatever. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Before you, as a guitar player alone, were you, are you interested in the guitar playing at all? Like, okay, just so, playing, so totally this is a whole... Not thinking about the music at all. Do we at have, all? like, 45 minutes? <laughs> as a yeah. guitar player, I find the guitar playing in Pavement and... Uh, and Malcolm's stuff and Malcolm's playing in, in general like uh, off the charts amazing okay I think it is some of the most innovative work done yeah. in uh, rock music certainly in indie music sure uh, ever mm-hmm. I think even now I mean now he's he's sort of referencing himself yeah but, well, but it's like, where, own, but it's like where else where else does he have to go yeah and and that's what I'm talking about when I when but he's still pretty distinct. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely, and he can't get away from that. I yeah. mean, guitar players have a distinct like I I sound like me, yeah. you sound like you, yeah. Like anybody, you can name just, anybody, and they sound like them if they're decent. Yeah, he's a fantastic guitar player. Yeah, I just uh, it's a thing I had with Pavement. I wish there were a lot of stuff that I just didn't connect with, and it's like I don't have time to wade through. Just a bunch of wank. Oh, but to get to the good right. stuff. Right, I get yeah. it, and I get why people think it's cool. And yeah. um, so, like, listening to this as a as a musician, like, is is slightly different than yeah. Um, because I also don't uh, or try not to put much weight on like history. Like, I don't yeah, give a fuck that pavement was big was, or yeah. what they did. I, I, and this is something this different is, now. Yeah, yeah, this is like. You know, I, I can fold it into like what he, what he has done, but just because pavement was good or this album was good doesn't mean yeah. automatically got to love this. Yeah. Um. So, like for me, I think, uh, like I said, if if you're a fan of that type of music, like yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. For me, I I would say uh, stream it. Yeah. Um, there's only a few songs on this that I would stream, and the rest mm-hmm. I would skip because there's just better stuff to go to. Sure, yeah. In his own catalog. In his own catalog, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I do, I wish uh, he had pushed it a little further on these songs. Yeah. Uh, just for shits and giggles, make it an EP. Yeah, make it yeah. Short. Make it yeah. five songs like the, the Memphis stuff um, and, and exp- like push himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's not pushing himself, I mean, even lyrically, it's just like, haha, I'm so clever. I mean, he's, it, yeah, he makes it's, it's hard to say where somebody stuff, yeah. is like, where the, with somebody being a good writer, which he is yeah. and, and phoning it in starts and ends. It's a real mm-hmm. fine line, but like, I feel like a lot yeah, of this yeah. is just like, Dude, I, just, I do this in my sleep. Yeah. yeah. You know? This isn't um, difficult for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what about you, Andre? Yeah. But I don't, I just, the only reason I brought up the guitar work is cause I, it, it stood out a little more on this one than maybe the pre. Like I said, the previous ones were a little more jammy, but I felt like there was some nice, con- concise guitar work here that I was mm-hmm. very interested by and yeah. what was going on. And so that's the only reason I brought that up. And I was, I was. Intri- if you're a guitar player, yeah, you might want to check this out for for some of the interesting things that are done with that. You know, some unique things. But I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna stream it for a little while, mm-hmm. see if it goes anywhere for me. But. Uh, that's where I'm going to stick right now. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think that's about our podcast. Yeah. Uh, what do we got coming up? I think we already mentioned a bunch of those albums. Um, yeah. In February, our three-year anniversary. Oh, my 
gosh. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do with that. Um, wow. Maybe we'll run out the We Verizon just do a mashup Center. of all previous we'll podcasts. No. No, I don't know. But that, that's coming up, so look for that. That'll be a special podcast. We should go back and listen to albums that we said we were going to actually listen to from previous podcasts. <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the I didn't listen to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's part of the show. Um, yeah, so hopefully uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming up in 2014. Uh, we're going to try to keep this up on a weekly basis. And, and so, yeah, we cool. will uh, see you next week. Everybody stay warm. Holy shit. Oh, I'll be